You know what? Yeah, I'll have circus peanuts over candy corn any any freaking day. You're I just, such a I don't understand the, the candy corn hatred, to be honest. It, it's, 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 just, it's just straight sugar. I mean, well, I get that. Well, it's are, like vanilla-flavored sugar, but, yeah. you know, it's not that bad. When I was a kid, I used to like eat the top, eat the middle, and then eat the bottom. As a, yeah. They all taste the same. As a kid, I still do that. <laughs> and we, there was candy corn and Indian corn. Do you, Remember do Indian you start, corn? Oh, yeah. that had the chocolate on the bottom. Do you start yeah. with the yellow tip, or do you go for the white tip? and then White tip. Okay. Yeah. So you go from the, sh- the shallow white, end orange, to the, yellow. Well, to the just white the tip. Just like, to see how it feels. Like pizza. Hmm? Just gotcha. the tip. Yeah. Just to see how it feels. Uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> but circus peanuts... You know, that flavor's banana. You know that. Yeah. Is it, yeah. It is. Banana? It's definitely yeah. banana. It just yep. tastes like garbage. No, it's well, banana-esque. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it's <laughs> a banana was banana. waved over a vat of sugar. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's banana-esque marshmallow. They basically. squeezed, they crushed it in their hand and then went... <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, there you go. That's your flavoring. They just wafted it over the top. Like, you don't yeah, scare you me with the it's old like, It's like ordering a, a martini Churchill. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Put it next to the verse. Dum dums and uh, there's nothing wrong with dum dums. No, no, dum dums are fine. You don't scare me with the old timey candy, root beer barrels, the strawberry with the weird gel in the center, cherry clam. Remember cherry clam? Cherry clam. Cherry clam. Lemon heads are still around. The apple with the razor blade in it still around. I just went (laughs) through a box yesterday. What what was what was the chalk wafers again? Uh, Necco. Necco's. Necco wafers. That's right. I went through a package of those about a month ago. Nice. Yeah. Uh, If you like candy cigarettes, you have to like Neckos. One does not (laughs) mean the other. Listen to Mr. Picky Eater. Yes, but if you like Necco wafers, you might not like candy cigarettes. (laughs) That's very true. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) You might also like blackjack gum. I do like blackjack gum. Gross. (laughs) Of course you like it. Of course you like it. Beamons, on the other hand. It's licorice. you feel like an astronaut. (laughs) <laughs> licorice is great. Black licorice is a fantastic flavor. What's the the, uh, the the wax sticks with the the flavored oh, liquid in yeah, there? I remember those. Yeah, oh god, there's yeah. There's like the Coke bottles and the yeah, but yep. they and they also had. And then you were supposed to chew the wax they're, like gum. They're called yeah. nickel nips. You just made that up. No, they're called nickel nips. N i k l n i p s. Crazy. That's your nickname now. I <laughs> <laughs> hey, do there, nickel nips. <laughs> dime hey there, nickel nips. Dime dick. <laughs> Penny penga. <laughs> uh, I remember where like, the yeah the Coke bottle thing. I swear yeah. to God, the only time I ever saw the hundred grand bar or uh, or not, Mr. Good bar. Yeah, those are the only time I saw good. those was at Halloween. You didn't see them in the stores. You didn't see them anywhere else. Or chunky, the, whatever the, that one The regular was. size bars, but this, you would find them in chunky. Halloween. Chunky. This does remind me. Yeah. I do need to go out and find before before they go away. Uh huh. The wax lips. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty rare. I know. And I horrible. haven't seen them in a long well, time. Yeah. But fun. Yeah. 
<laughs> they should sell a specialty bag of old timey candy. Yeah, really. Oh, I'm sure they, they do. They probably do at uh, at uh, Judy's Diner on uh, 15. <laughs> well, or Oriental Trading. Uh, All right, uh, let, let's bring everybody in. Welcome, folks, to Geek Shock number 710. I am Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Vlarg. With Professor Biggs. And we're here to talk week and geek. But first, we're kicking it off with a little candy. So. So. Of all the discontinued candy that you cannot mm. get anymore, what do you wish you still could have that you can't? Gator gum. Gator gum. As in like the Gatorade gum? Yes. You were a fan Oh, of my that. God. I, I had forgotten about that. I wow. liked that gum as a kid. I don't know what it was because it came like a little brick, and it was often very brick-like when you tried to chew it, and it had really, really good flavor. The problem with it was that flavor wore off in like two minutes, <laughs> and then you're just chewing a piece of, of unflavored gum. You mean like Fruit Stripe? <laughs> Don't like Fruit Gum. Fru- you know what? Fruit Stripe, amazing flavor for the first three seconds. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, you're lucky if it lasted three seconds. Or the gum, mm. like, you ever, for some reason, they had this really thin gum. Maybe it was the gum that came in the baseball cards or whatever. Yeah. Where you put it in oh, your tongue. Oh, God, yeah. You chew it for like a second, and then it, like, erodes, and then disappears. <laughs> yep. And then it's like, wasn't I just chewing gum? I didn't swallow the shit. Where did it go? Yeah. yeah. No, what the, is that? The, the pink gum. Am I that acidic? The pink Am I gum like a that, lizard? Do I spit acid? The yeah. pink gum in the uh, in the baseball cards. We we were always talking about. You could use that as the as the outside shell of like a submarine because it oh, just yeah. it just never got soft. Really, bazooka was a lot like <laughs> that too. Yeah. Like when you'd unwrap it, you're like reading the comic. You go to bite the gum, and it's like crunch. Oh, oh, oh my you, molar! You, you didn't chew that gum. You threw it at your sister. Yeah, that's, well, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> I don't know what the 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 internet is telling me stardust but that's stardust. that's that's too new well, what is it remember the uh, powdered bubble gum it was powder that you poured in your mouth and then it uh-uh. then oh wow barely remember that bubble yeah, gum. that's I so that i so vaguely remember yeah. that i mean that sounds revolting well it, you, you <laughs> guys it, said it that that's no longer in existence that's about yeah, yeah. all i got the, really pop rocks is still around right yeah. I, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, we just saw a video of somebody getting oh god rocked in his sleep. Wow. In his that sleep. Was, yeah, it was a prank video, and and these it's funny too because these are all foreign. It's like this shit, are... this shit would never happen in the U.S. because families will sue families. Yeah. But but there are things like you know it, she tears the top off of the thing and the then she all... just pours and yeah and he's. Open mouth. Open mouth, and, and she just pours it over his <laughs> mouth, and he's like, What's going on? He uh, was totally fucking out of it. Wow. He was totally fucking out of it, and he's just... <laughs> So that's a whole other segment called "What's Going in My Mouth and Making Me Punch Kirsten in the Face." Yeah, well, I don't know. Oh, wow. that, that might be a good one for when Andy returns. The ones yes, that I, I don't see anymore, I don't know if they still exist or not. Is the is the fire stick, but it's the actual stick. It's the you know like a three or four inch hard candy, you know Jolly Rancher style candy. Oh but yeah, the, but cinnamon. Oh yeah, and it was about. I'd say four inches long by about an inch wide. You know, and again, hard. So it's literally something you just had to kind of suck on for a while. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Unless you did bite it, and then your 
and then you're in, in, in and then you uh, don't get paid as much. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And you also, or maybe you do, depending. But you're also in danger of having all of your dental work uh, come out into the candy because yep. it's just like, oh wow, well. yeah, dude. That I lost with so all the many heads. I lost so many fillings when I was a kid. Yeah, to, Mary Jane's. To, to like um, uh, the, uh, you know, weed. Tootsie Roll. <laughs> like Tootsie Rolls because they would uh-huh. stick to your tooth. Tootsie and, Rolls. And then also like that really cheap bubble gum that was like ridiculously yeah. sticky. Mary Jane's were like this uh, caramel with, I don't know, maybe like a peanutty or peanut butter center. Yeah, you lose and me they were, yes, they were. That stuff was adhesive. Yep. Because I more than once, I'd piss off my parents so much because I'd chew on them and they would pull, they would pull the fillings right out of your teeth. Do they still yep. make Rolos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. I just haven't seen them in a while. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. I don't yeah, go down the candy aisle enough, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, no, well, there's, you know. I'm going to go this week for well, hey. Halloween candy. Oh, my God. They, um, the other thing is, uh, Hot tamales are getting harder to find. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Mm. I don't know why. Is that the one that Mike and Ike makes? They're the same shape. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know if the same company or not, but it's definitely the same shape. Uh, Good and plenties were neither good nor plenty. Nor, oh, yeah, exactly. Uh, excuse me, I just finished a box of that last night. What? So, is yeah. Do you, got, it's got do the you black, shop in 1984? Because <laughs> it's yeah, got really. the black licorice center. I yeah. mean, I liked is the flavor, but yeah. They, I can't hear myself. You, you you would go through a You're whole fine. box. You're fine. I can hear you. All right. Does your grocery store, is it colored brown and yellow? <laughs> That's a strange question. Maybe. Why? It's just like 70s grocery store. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't sure where you were going with that either. <laughs> oh, yeah. That does sound kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of that... Uh, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah. Whatever Property this is values are going going to go down in this town shortly. Uh-oh, why? Green Valley. We're getting a dollar general. <laughs> See? Right, right hold up that, hold on, on. Su- sunset. You, first old, I said, uh, speak, like, like the, the store with the brown and yellow. And uh-huh. You said, speaking of that, and I couldn't wait to hear what you were going to say. <laughs> I thought it was going to be something having to do with toilet humor. I didn't think it was a dollar general. <laughs> Uh, you said toilet humor. Well, yeah, and I, I'm what's it? The most exploitative store to shop at. Is yeah. it really? It's even worse than Walmart. Yeah, I wasn't aware of this. It's actually it be, because they keep those prices down around the uh, the dollar level. Dollar twenty five. Yeah, exactly. You know, the dollar um, tree is another dollar twenty five tree. Yeah. The eighty-nine uh, cent store, I think, went up to ninety-nine cents. Two buck chuck is now four buck chuck, right? It exploits oh. the poor, but at the same time, if you look at the price per ounce, it's usually higher than a regular mm. grocery store. Well, that and also, man, there was one in the parking lot in the strip where we had the uh, tent for the elections, mm-hmm. and we would run there for emergency stuff. Right, and man, that place was always a wreck yeah it was always looked like it had been hit by a uh, black friday mob (laughs) you know on a sunday or 
something. I don't know. It was my mother's favorite place to drag me when I was a kid when we would be doing shopping. Was, oh, let's just stop in the pick and save. Now, yeah. <laughs> you, you, they, they have a pick and save uh, where uh, you grew up? Oh, yeah. They turned into big lots. Oh, Jesus. Big lot, yeah. And it was just a series of bins throughout the whole store. Well, the, they didn't even organize it. They just dumped the shit in there, slapped <laughs> yeah. the price on it. That sounds My a lot like that. That sounds it. a lot like the the Goodwill and the Salvation Army stores in the Midwest in like the seventies and eighties because you'd have like the clothes would be somewhat organized, but everything else was just in yeah you know in bins the throughout the Throw store. Back, yeah. yeah. So you you dig through uh, a pile of books and find like a a cassette tape, and you'd be like, oh, <laughs> this is cool. I went oh, in, it's only I, 25 cents. I went in, uh, back when we had one on Sunset uh, decades ago, I went into a Kmart. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That place was a wreck as well. Those shelves were on Blue Light my, Specials. Uh, my famous audition sweater that's in every headshot I've ever taken since 1990 uh, came, from a, <laughs> came from a Kmart. Thank you. <laughs> wow. But speaking of good and good and uh, good and plenty, the one I miss most of all, good and fruity, not good yeah. and fruity two point No, original good and fruity. Yeah, right. Red licorice in the sack. Right, right. Yeah. That because I actually uh, never heard. Of I remember years upon years. I was just like good and plenty. Boy, it's been a while since I've had some of that. I'm gonna give, and I was just. Oh my! Oh. Yeah. Oh yeah. God Almighty! Nope, dude, don't do it. I was just like, no wonder I haven't had this in decades. I want you all to go out and re-experience Good and Plenty, uh. and then give me the leftover box. Uh. <laughs> oh, oh my God! <laughs> oh. The last time we went to the movies, Deb got Junior Mints. I always wondered, uh. is there a Senior Mint? <laughs> yeah, well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, called, it's uh, called the York Peppermint Patty. York Peppermint Patty. I was going to say it's the Andes, but okay, sure. <laughs> the Andes, yeah. No, Andes candies are great. I love oh my Andes God. candies. That's because you're an old man. I can't. <laughs> I don't love the Werther's Originals, but I like the Andes candies. Todd, to this day, I still cannot see a box of Junior Mints and not think of that friend of ours at Space Camp. Krishna. Krishna. <laughs> had a box of Junior Mints that he kept in his flight suit like all day. He opens the box. It's all melted into a clump. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he, he looks at it for like a split second, had this look of disappointment, and then gets this little huh, face on it and then just basically scoops it out with his finger and <laughs> oh, starts eating it. Right. It's just these big globs yeah. of Junior Mints. Wow. Like, he ate the whole box. Like Ron DeSantis with some pudding. Just going yeah. at it. Wow. <laughs> boy, oh, boy. <laughs> we're just staring at him going, I'm like, are you really eating that? No, it's fine. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Sure. Let it go to waste? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Wait for a fork? What's the saying? It all going to the same place? It's the oh, same. True. <laughs> <laughs> so, gentlemen, before we get into what geeky things we did, oh, uh, there, there's I, I need. Oh, here we fucking go. What? Vlarg. You need Vlarg <laughs> to tell us oh. about his adventure. Oh, yay! <sighs> Well, first, I'd give I'd like to uh, give a uh, hearty uh, thank you to uh, Gerson for watching our cat, and a hearty fuck you to Torgo for <laughs> for existing in my house unsupervised. I'll get to that. That was a necessary thing. <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see how that was necessary. Uh, it no, has th- everything to do with the cat. I'm sure. <laughs> Barney, by the way, is fun. I took out that that little feathery uh, stick. 
yeah. play toy yeah. thing. And my God, he he grabs that and he runs like he's <laughs> like he's going to a secret place to consume the the poor beast. Yeah, yeah, he yanked and, it out of my hand. Yeah, yeah, he just he just runs away with it, and he's his head's up and everything like he's a great predator, and, and he either he's went not. under the dining room table, or he would put it in my shoe. That's it, love. It, it That's was, love. It was, it, yeah, Barty and I we're 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 building a bond. It takes it's taking its sweet time, but we're getting there. His What's your excuse, Barty? Barry? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Dev and I went to uh, well, we went to Seattle and we saw a uh, friend of the show, uh, Todd Agnello. Yay! Yay! Work with at Star Trek: The Experience. Everyone, take a drink. Why didn't you see Carl while you were there? Uh, Carl uh, was in busy. the hospital. Yeah, but he's out now, and he's busy. Yeah. he was busy. He wasn't at the time because he's like, wait, you guys are here in town on Facebook. Oh, <laughs> while you were out well, with Agnello, we'll and the I was Carl. Like cracking up. About we'll get that. to Carl in a second. We uh, friend of the show, Carl, Big Black. We, we'll, we'll talk about him uh, after I get back. So I spent a day in Seattle with with the Todd Agnello. And Seattle's a cool town, man. Got to see my favorite bar in the world, Cannon. Ten thousand different whiskeys, dude. Wow, it's no joke. It's one of those places where the bartenders have uh, apprenticeships. And everything in their recipe book, it's like, okay, vodka, and then you need uh, maraschino liqueur, and then eye of newt, and dodo eggs. <laughs> I'm like, what the f <laughs> The whole recipe book's like that. I love that place. But then we went on an Alaska cruise. An Alaska cruise. Let me tell you something. Why, what? Don't go on an Alaska cruise when we went on an Alaska no, cruise. No, don't. Because it was the end of the season, and we didn't do uh we decided not to do shore excursions because they were way really expensive <laughs> in alaska and you're like you know when we're in the caribbean we don't really need to do shore excursions no, that much of course because not. you can tool around you can have a lot of fun you can find your own stuff not in the downtime in alaska not in alaska <laughs> there's fuck all to do in skagway there's nothing, nothing to do i love in... skagway when it's open <laughs> <laughs> what about sitka or uh, what was it? Ketchikan. Oh, Ketchikan. I love Ketchikan when it's open. There's fucking nothing. <laughs> it's all closed diamond stores, right? It's same company selling me the same shit. Juno? You know what we did in Juno? We walked around. We we actually found a distillery. It was actually not so bad. Uh, and a brewery. We ran around. We drank. And then we were like, okay, wait, let's wait, just... Wait, 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 wait. You went on vacation and went to a brewery? I call suspect on that. Very sus. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Who am I? I, I? You know what? That's exactly what. I, I wish we'd have discussed this earlier because, yes, almost all cruises, you don't have to do an excursion or you do third party excursions or whatever. Yeah, you uh, have the, a good time. The Alaskan cruise is the only one I recommend always do an excursion. <laughs> oh, dude. Yes. <laughs> oh, 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 fuck yes. Because every store sold the same native art shit. I saw oh, so sure. many salmon knives. They call them Ulu. Diamond International. Oh, they're all over those diamonds. They really want you to buy fucking Tanzanite, right? <laughs> Ooh, Tanzanite. Ooh, yeah. Tanzanite. Shit, fuck bullshit. <laughs> it's oh. going extinct. It'll be gone so soon. So many totems, all made by the same company. You know, someone over there is really exploiting the Alaskan natives. Um, and it's themselves. We did stop in the, in the state house in Juneau. So I'll, I didn't get a picture with the Sarah Palin picture on the wall, but uh, <laughs> I was tempted. So uh, wait, so what's the capital of Alaska? Juno. 
No, I don't know. That's why I'm asking you. See, <laughs> I'm gonna come across this table. <laughs> wow! How did I walk into that crap? You did. Wow. You like, open that door. I'll Hi, I'm right Blarg. Because ah. you're Barry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we talk, I'm we sorry, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> but I did read. Okay, we got the spa package when we were on the boat. We spent a lot of time on the boat. We spent a lot of time in that spa, just chilling in the thermal spa. You go in the hot room, go in the cold room, you go in the hot room, you go in the cold room, you go in the spa, you sit, you sit, you sit. And I read, I swear to fuck, five books while I was on that cruise. Which five did you read? Well, I read. Uh, I, now, my favorite is military sci-fi. It always has hmm. been military sci-fi. I read five books. I, well, I had originally read Joe Haldeman's Forever War. It's a it's a sci-fi classic from 1974. I'll give you the quick synopsis. Uh, conscripted into service for the UN Exploratory Service, Private William Mandela fights for Earth light years away from an alien enemy. After surviving a harrowing two years of combat, he and his fellow soldiers return home only to discover decades have passed due to time dilation caused by space travel. Societies evolved into a civilization beyond their comprehension. They have no place to go but back into the military, and it's a cycle, and, it, and the Earth radically changes every time. God, I'd love to see that I translated know. into screen. Oh, they've talked about it. Many um, times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's a 74 book. I've read it before. It's really good. I didn't read that. I read the sequels. Now, that was 74 oh. when he put those out, uh, and then he put out... Uh, what the fuck? Uh... A separate war, which is just a, a quick little bit about Mandela's wife, Mary Gay Potter, who is reassigned and separated from him and fights in military engagements and the time dilation affects her separately. And then there's Forever Free. These came out in 99. So there's like a 25 year gap. So you think George R. R. Martin's bad. Haldeman's worse. <laughs> well, to be to be fair, to be fair, to be fair Haldeman's written a lot of shitload of he, books between then and to be 99. fair, he wasn't writing a series. <laughs> That's true. Forever War came out in the seventies when actually you were a sellout and looked down upon if uh, you wrote, you know, intending to do a series. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I did not know yeah. if oh, the, yeah. the people felt like that. Oh my God! Yeah, they. They, it, it, it wasn't. You were, you were a pulp writer. Yeah, yeah, did that. yeah, yeah. Uh, and until uh, Terry Brooks uh, ended up on the New York Times bestseller list, and and Philip was a farmer, made a bajillion dollars, yeah. and then they were like, "Oh, you know what? I'm going to do this series thing because it became the only way to make money. <laughs> you could turn out a book, totally different universe, totally different characters. There's one I forget the author's name. He. He in the seventies, he said he loved his writing life because it's like, uh, me and my family want to go on a trip to Europe. So I take take two months, write a book, sell it, and then we go to Europe. <laughs> and you know that was that was how he did things. And then then it was like big fat fantasy series were basically the only way you could make a living as a writer. As we moved into the eighties, <laughs> became sad. <laughs> anyway, speaking of sequels, I, I read Forever Free. Uh, it's the, it's his sequel. It's a direct sequel. Picks up like immediately right up after the first book. Human beings uh, have become a single hive mind, unwilling to sacrifice individuality. Our hero William Mandela joined other war veterans in exile on the half frozen world known as Middle Finger, hoping to live in peace with Mary Gay and her children. But humanity needs the genes of veterans to continue evolution, forcing him to escape on an odyssey. That then shit happens. Anyway, it's a it's a good read. It's not as good as Forever War, but then. I took a shot on the third one, technically the second one, 
Forever Peace. Forever Peace was written in 97. I didn't know which order wow. to, to, to read these in. I didn't really read anything about the book. Mm-hmm. Turns out it has nothing the fuck to do with Forever War or for it's not even in the same universe. <laughs> similar uh similar, similar things going on. In so the year 2043, spiritual successor, whatever, which is bullshit. Uh, <laughs> in the year 2043, the Nagumi War rage, rages on Earth. Limited nuclear strikes have been used on Atlanta and two enemy cities, but the war goes on, fought by soldier boys, indestructible war machines operated by remote control by soldiers. Julian Class is one of these soldiers, and the psychological strain of being jacked into his soldier boy—that's like, like using remote control. They, uh, they, they plug into these robots but they also plug into everyone else in their squad so they have these shared experiences so if there's like men and women in the squad dude knows how exactly how it feels to be her and all the stuff she's ever done and same for her and him it's a it's a it's kind of a mind fuck and it's it's very psychological uh like it, it goes into the horrors of war and uh what it's like to be remotely linked into this machine machine machinery and into each other and it talks a lot about you know, the, the toll killing takes on people and how being mind-melded affects him. And his girlfriend's a researcher and finds a problem with a physics project that could destroy the universe. And the book is about with how they deal with it and all the other big problems they go through. It's, it's actually an interesting read. Mm-hmm. But the first couple chapters, I'm like, where the hell is William Haldeman? It, it, William Mandela, rather. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. So know that going in. Mm-hmm. So How many books did he do in that full cycle? Well, two in Forever War and Forever Free, Forever Peace, the only thing it has in similar similarity with it is the themes and the title. So just those three books? I think there's another one called Forever Bound, okay. which is a continuation of it. But I don't think I'm going to read it because it's like it's a prequel to the Forever. Fuck, what was well, I think there Peace? was Forever Battle and not not quite Forever War and Forever Young. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> All he is. <laughs> anyway, I also read uh, an Andy Weir book. That's the guy who did The Martian oh, yeah, and Hail yeah. Mary. I read Artemis. Oh, that's the only one I haven't read. Oh, no, you got to read Artemis. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, 2017. I'll read the synopsis real quick. Jazz Bashara is a criminal, and I swear to God, I cannot help but picture Mariner from Lower Decks <laughs> when, I, when I read about this character. It, she plugs right in. Uh, she's a criminal, sort of. Life on Artemis, the first and only city on the moon, is tough if you're not a rich tourist or an eccentric billionaire. So smuggling and the occasional harmless bit of contraband barely counts, right? Well, not when you got debts to pay and your job and a porter barely as a porter barely covers the rent. So everything changes when she has the chance to commit the perfect crime with a reward too lucrative to turn down. Shit happens. Moon science. <laughs> it's fun. Cool. And there's a little essay afterward from Andy Weir talking about how that would work. Uh, a whole thing like a, a on how you would set up a resort on the moon and how much it would cost to go there. Turns out about $70,000 for a two-week stay. Yeah, That's not bad. I expected more. I wow. expected it to cost more. You Was could, that adjusted for inflation? You could do Galaxy's Edge for that kind of money. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Yeah. <laughs> you could do the Galactic Star Cruiser for a lot. Yeah, lot that's less. what I meant, oh. Jeffrey. I was going. Yeah, thank you. Oh. I read another book. I took a shot on this one because we went to Barnes & Noble. Uh, it's a book by Miles Cameron called Artifact Space. 
and it was in uh, published in 2021. It's the only one in the in the series. It's supposed to be like in the Arcani Imperium series or whatever, but it's like the only book he's he's written in that. And he's run a he's written a ton of fantasy books, like a ton of them. Not under Miles Cameron, under something else. Cameron, if you if you Google Artifact Space Miles Cameron, it'll come up with oh Miles Cameron is his pseudonym when he's writing sci-fi books or whatever. It's weird. <laughs> anyway, midshipper Mark, uh, Marka Nabarro has achieved the near impossible. She's made it from an orphanage to the Athens, one of the incomparable great ships, escaping her upbringing and seizing a new life for herself. All it took was thousands of hours in simulators, dedication, and pawning or selling every scrap of her old life to, in order to forge a new one. She's made her way on board with fake papers, leaving her old life and scandals behind. Then, then shit happens. <laughs> Every one of his descriptions is he reads the synopsis and then adds and then shit happens and then hijinks ensue. <laughs> I don't want to ruin Every it. Line. Every it's time. a space thing. Space things happen, and it's military sci-fi, so it goes into into great detail about. So what you're saying is it's military sci-fi, but it's in space. In space, and shit happens. Hijinks ensue. Zany antics follow. <laughs> so what was your highlight? Was it reading? Was that the highlight of your, your trip? I got to tell you, doing nothing. Uh. Just sitting on my ass reading, just drinking lots of wine. I had a long discussions with the with the sommelier there. Um, yeah. Yeah, dude. Reading was the thing. Oh, by the way, I read another one. John Scalzi's Android's Dream, published in 2006. A human diplomat creates an interstellar incident when he kills an alien diplomat in the most unusual way. To avoid war, Earth's government must find a specific type of genetically engineered sheep used in the alien race's <laughs> coronation ceremony. To find the sheep, the government turns to Harry Creek, ex-cop, war hero, and hacker extraordinaire, who, with the help of a childhood friend turned artificial intelligence, scours the Earth looking for the rare creature. But there's aliens. Shit happens. Hijinks ensue. Yeah. <laughs> and I will read this. I love John Scalzi's writing. This is the first sentence of the book. Dirk Moeller didn't know if he could fart his way into a major diplomatic incident, but he was ready to find out. <laughs> That's everything you need to know. Dude. We read it for the book club back when that was still existing. Oh. And so, yes, great book. I like that book. And I bought a couple other books. I haven't even read them yet. Uh, Memory Called Peace and its sequel, A Desolation Called Empire. They're rather no. new. They look good. I took a shot. So I read a bunch. No, oh, fantastic. I also got you some candy. Candy? Yes. Uh -oh. Want some candy? Yeah. Where is it? Want some candy? What candy? Neptune. Ooh. Sustainable ocean snacks. Oh. Fish jerky. From the Pacific fish. Northwest. That's fish. not candy. Fish jerky. So <laughs> Pacific <laughs> rockfish. Sea salt and juniper. <laughs> so this would be the uh, what's going in my mouth segment? Yes. Okay. Yes. So here we go. Ah. What's theme song? What's, What's going in my mouth? It could be good. It could be terrible. Thank you. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know, I've had oh, fish God. jerky before. And oh, let's just oh, say, my. if you have not had fish jerky before, prepare yourself. I've had fish jerky great. before. Allow me to sample this deep bouquet. It, it smells like somebody took jerky and then wiped it in the three-day-old armpit. <laughs> Everyone get away. Tell me what you smell. Oh, I, I don't want to smell God this. God almighty. Just, come on, get your schnoz on there. What do you smell? Oh. Describe. Fish. It smells like... Uh, it smells it smell like, like something you would feed Kit. Uh, I, uh, I don't know Kit. if Kit would eat this. Kit, come here. But uh, <laughs> that kind of salmon. He was over there yeah. a second ago. Like, like when you buy those... 
when you get go to Costco and you get way too much uh, smoked salmon. Oh, I can and, start to smell it over here. Yeah, and so it's you not even here you, yet. You know, it's got the flavor of juniper. A and week sea salt. later, you're like, oh, what I'm doing with the rest of this damn salmon? I'm relying on that juniper. Oh. It smells like jerky with some fish. This actually smells like... Oh, uh, oh here we go. My mom had a friend that would go deep sea fishing. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> this was back in the 1970s, it was. <laughs> <laughs> and Senior he, moment. Do, do we have the sound effect? We just got it, Jeff. It's right there. <laughs> and he would come... and he, So he'd catch a bunch of yellowtail out by Catalina uh-huh. and then come back and smoke it and then give it to his friends. And so we'd all, you know, about once a year, <laughs> once or twice a year, we'd get this big package of smoked yellowtail. That's what this smells like. I'm so glad that of all days of the show, I decide to bring a V8 to drink. This is what I get to eat with it. Yes. I got this in the Amalga distillery. In uh, Juneau, Alaska. Yep, definitely smells like fish jerky. All right, everyone, grab a piece of this, this of, of this treat from the Pacific Northwest. Okay. I'm glad you finished that sentence. <laughs> grab a piece of this. <laughs> this fishy smelling. This. Oh, I got a, I got a good bit. Yep. It's, Remember, uh, juniper and sea salt. What's sad is it doesn't smell as bad as those salmon cat treats that I think. <laughs> that's sad. Uh, and I've your seen. fingers will forever smell what yes. you're touching. Yes, the way yes they will. About. Well, I've been on those dates. No. All right. Are we eating this? Hang Here, on. Steve. I'll put this one with you. The smaller one. Okay. okay. Kit. <laughs> Kit's all of a sudden very interested. He's actually curious. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Eat it. All right. Once you eat it, it's kind of like beef jerky. It's not as bad as it smells. It tastes right. But it tastes like beef jerky. It's fine. It's a little off. <laughs> I do I, I do get this fish scent. As you get uh, get going, there's a little fishy to it. There's that little fit. In other words, if it was beef jerky, you'd be like, oh, shit. I'm about <laughs> to get sick. <laughs> but now I'm already going to get sick with this, so it's okay. My body accepts that. Just picture the sea. I mean, you know. This I've does. had I've had smoked fish before. This yeah. is what it tastes like. That's exactly yeah. You know what? It's good. It's it's actually really it's good. fine. I wouldn't go as far as to call it good, but I'd say it's fine. <laughs> it's fine. No, this is this is something I, I could lo- actually snack on. I love really? Jeff's yeah. review blurbs. They're just <laughs> Kit. Oh, come here. It's made the V8 taste really interesting. Oh god. So Kit fish jerky. If other food Kit. is scarce. <laughs> okay. Yes. Speaking of fish, I do wholly recommend. Alaska Crepe Company in Ketchikan, Alaska. Okay. I had um, the smoked salmon crepe. It that, was it was hearty and delicious. Sounds delightful. It was delightful. That's it. That's the only thing delightful in Ketchikan. Uh, speaking of, of delightful, I'm, I'm insulted. Why? I'm absolutely insulted because I spend a good chunk of hard-earned money giving you a nice parting gift, <laughs> and, and you just completely just crapped all over it. Let's talk about that bag of shit that came in my mail. Oh, my God. I look at it. What is this garbage? Who buys this crap? And it was just utter crap. And it wasn't... See, it was I- 24 hand-picked selected items that I thought you particularly would love. Really? Yes. The dog's calendar... It's a dog calendar. 
the 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 hairless cat in on a yoga pose. <laughs> well, wow, these are all sounding good so far, right? The awful little stickers with the weird looking cat on them. <laughs> that was the funniest one. <laughs> <laughs> it was not some of these things. I didn't even know what it was. I couldn't even. I couldn't make heads or tails of them. Well, you should bring it in, and I'll tell you what they are. No. <laughs> <laughs> you see, my process. I didn't know it you was can you. Show it to the viewers at home. <laughs> <sighs> it's an audio show. God damn it! How many times have we got to? Just to clarify for the listeners, it's not just a dog calendar. It's a calendar of dogs pooping in beautiful places it's very oh, very important. beautiful places you left that part out barry yeah. wasn't beautiful <laughs> why did i eat it why did i eat more of this that's an excellent question god damn it why did i put more oh god all right i'm, I'm suffering through it now <laughs> much like my friendship with you i'm just suffering through it at this point it's a sunk cost fallacy the whole thing <laughs> It's one thing to just like get a, a an interesting gift. It's another thing to get an interesting twenty four things at once. Yes. See, my problem was I put too much stock in your humor. I thought you were at this level. <laughs> Clearly, you're at this level. And the, and the second this was much lower than the first this. I'm using my hands here, people. What? What? What humor? I, I got you nice things. According to who? Timu. According to Timu. I can't even Salvation Army that shit. I there's I don't even think the garbage will take it. You spent money on that shit. I actually had it up to 48 items. I was like, that would cost way too much. Jesus I have to bring it back down. Christ. So so I took out half. I took out the big stuffed cat with the big balls. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that okay, that's sad. The that's first sad thing I that thought was that. someone who has no concept of, of money. Or humor. <laughs> Found my address. Now I gotta move. <laughs> you can't afford to move. I can't. Well, I hope you liked it because it's the first of four packages. Oh, on their way. God damn it! <laughs> Speaking of packages, you know what just came in the mail? Okay. Um, the the balls for the ball pit. The first ones I ordered that were stuck in customs. <laughs> uh, again, for the listeners who forgot, FanX, we had our own little ball pit. Well, now we have more balls for the ball pit. <laughs> I should have brought those over. You can dip more than a toe in the ball pit now. Yay! Yay! Jeff, what'd you do this week? Well, I also did an unboxing of my Tomy Diecast Enterprise replica. That sounds familiar. the original series. They did a Kickstarter on this uh, about a year and a half ago, and uh, it finally arrived over the weekend. Uh, and uh, I, I, I need you to explain the dimensions of this thing. So it is oh, nearly God. three feet long. <laughs> explain. It is nearly three feet long. Uh, it's about two feet wide. Uh, it's the paint two, job two is studio wide. accurate. It's it's pretty wide. But yeah, it's 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 like just shy of three feet long. It's like thirty four inches. Are you going like to that. display this on your dining room table then? Um, I'm not. Well, right now it is currently on my dining room table. Of course it is. Is this the only place. thing big enough to support yeah. it? Yeah. Um, it may go on top of the um, the uh, the bar cabinet that Barry and Deb left with me. Can you hang it from the ceiling? No, it is far too heavy. It's diecast metal. <laughs> it is far too heavy for that. Yeah, dude. I'm but. 
when Steve was unpacking his, I hefted the saucer section. Yeah. And that was a, a couple of pounds. Yeah, it, easily. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably the most uh, studio accurate reproduction since Master Replicas did theirs about almost 20 years ago. It would have been right around 2004, 2005, I want to say. Master Replicas had theirs. Um, the paint on it is incredible. I mean, it looks like it's got the weathering and everything that they had on the, uh, was it the 10-foot model that they yeah. did, the primary shooting, and then they came up with a smaller one Yeah, they later they on. Actually went to the Smithsonian, yeah. took a shite load of photos, yep. talked to the restoration people, and uh, tried to get it as... as, uh, as uh, fil- Screen accurate as yes. possible. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, momentary interjection. Sorry, I had to turn you back up because of all the smacking sounds. Because someone decided to bring the sticky filling-removing candy <laughs> over to the show. Hey, well, it needed to happen. We needed the fish jerky was gross. Yeah, and it and and it's it's actually the the the. The fish taste is is kind of like standing out with it the is. reasers it's now. It's still there. It's like <laughs> now it's caramel it's like, fish. Yeah, it's like Fuck. I can't be removed from your mouth. It's really, I'm gonna have to have another one. So you'll have to turn me down again. I'll I'll, I'll turn you down. All right. <laughs> what are you inject interjecting, Kirsten? That was it. It's like in oh. the front and, and and the back of the throat. <laughs> I thought something Surround. relevant to what I was talking about. So clearly, um, not. No, um, no, it's heavy. Not so much. Ugh. Yeah, it's fucking, yeah, it's it's fucking heavy. Yeah, I mean, um, t- when, yeah. Steve has they, his sitting came, right behind me. When they me. came to the door, uh, I looked out and I was like, "Oh boy, wow! Did it come built? Because the box is huge." And then, you know, we got it in and opened it up. I was like, nope, some assembly definitely required. Yeah, it's, it's minor <laughs> assembly, though, um, because this is one of the few um, situations where it was never really talked about, but except for in, like, one Starfleet technical manual that came out in the 70s that the saucer section could separate from the secondary hull and be operated independently as, a like, kind of an emergency lifeboat. So this one, you actually have the capability to separate the saucer and the, the stand that it sits on splits so that you could display them separately because there's two different um, battery setups in there so you can turn the lights on independent of each other. And the buttons are hidden too, which is kind of nice because that's one of the things that I find uh, that they have to do on a lot of these models is they have to find a place to hide the buttons or they just say, screw it, you know, this button is obvious on this model and you just push it. But uh, have I actually had to go to the <laughs> instructions to find out where the hidden buttons were because they are not obvious on the model. All right. This is a monstrous. Yes. Heavy. Heavy. Collector piece. How much does this thing cost? Uh, it was like around 700. Holy oh, no. ass 800, balls. something no, no. like that. No, no, no. No, wasn't. No, if it was that much, I wouldn't have got it. It was like, I, 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 I mean, now like now with, gonna, with now shipping and everything, laugh. with like shipping and everything, it was like close to. No, no? how much was it, Steve? Because it was like five ninety nine before. Yeah, yeah, before ship big tax and shipping and everything. So yeah. seven hundred is too much. Six hundred spot that's, on. That's yeah, the sweet that, spot. That, <laughs> that was, that was the thing. Seven hundred. Like, oh no, I need to spend money. 
go get lottery tickets. I can't. Afford I, that I look shit. at the big picture. I look at everything price wise. Uh, clearly, I'm well, approaching it from the, a different. Even the shipping wasn't wouldn't have gotten it. I mean, I always round, you know. With tax and shipping and everything, it was about a hundred bucks. I'm enjoying more. this this dueling. Well, actually, about the price well, of the actually. Tomy. Well, actually, uh, I and I erased all my Tomy uh, emails, so I have no idea how much. It was. I, I, okay. I gotta interject something really quick that's unrelated. If you ever have Neptune fish jerky and finish it with reasons, you have to also have Listerine Cool Mint breath strips. Because there's just this war going on inside my mouth right now. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't have any of the, the chocolates, the reasons, but I did have that damn strip. So now I have minty fish. <laughs> you need a reason. Because now I have... You need oh, I've got a reason. Minty to punch, fish. To punch you. That's a great episode title right there. Because <laughs> you need the caramel with the chocolate with the fish and the mint. Yeah, that was, dude, that was so weird. It, it did th- not wipe it away. No, it's it's covering it up. It it totally was like, hmm. I'm, it was like the caramel chocolate was going, oh, there's fish taste there. I'm going to avoid that area. <laughs> Someone threw up on the floor and they put a rug over it. That's what this is. <laughs> Sorry. This is relevant but anyway, to the moment. Um, no, it's very if, relevant right now. <laughs> if, you, if, you are, if you are a Trekkie and you did see that Tomy thing, you know, showing up in your feed, which is what happened to me. Yes. It just kept popping up and popping up and popping up, and I kept looking at it and looking at it and going, oh, God, I don't know, 600 bucks. At least it's not 700. At least it's I'll not go 700. Ahead well, if it had been 600, then it's no way. I mean, it's but. worth it. <laughs> it it's you know there is there's there's that threshold and this in the 600 was i will just in, say based on what the the old master replicas one cost right. it's far yeah wasn't far that better. one like 1500 yeah oh uh, yeah easily it, I, it was closer to 2000 I, I, yeah um after it went on sale because i it it kept going up well, in price well didn't someone we know actually get it and yeah, they Darren spent has one 1500 well Darren got a a pretty good deal on his so he didn't spend retail on his so i'll just put it that way but yeah darren has the master replicas yeah he's taking a look at (laughs) 1599 yeah um he's taking a look at at mine and he said comparably uh he said the paint job is better on this one um the detailing's a little better but there's a couple of things the master replicas has that this one doesn't have and i'm off the top of my head not remembering what it was but the he said that, for the price, he said there's you, just no way oh, yeah. Yeah, you, that they you know did it, that that much detail. You know what the Master Replicas has that this one doesn't have? What's that? Extra thousand bucks. To- That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm very happy with it. I'm very yeah. happy with it. Uh, it's it, It's got the... So the old Bassard collectors on the original prop... Uh, or, excuse me, the original shooting model rotated. They were motorized. They spun around. And then they had blinking lights behind it. Very rarely do you see that in a lot of these replicas. This one has that. Oh, wow. So it's gone to that extra detail, and you can modify the speed at which it rotates. There's three different settings on that. Cool. So it's when I, when I discovered that, I, I didn't remember that being in the description and was just, it's just like the little things like that to just send it over the edge with me. And then it's got a full recreation of the shuttle bay, which a lot of models don't have. And then... Uh, it's got a little cover that makes it look like either the shuttle bay doors are closed or you take it off, it makes it look like they're opening up. And you got little up. separate shuttles. Yep. Yeah, through a little shuttlecraft in there, including the Galileo that you That's can place in there. That's worth the extra hundred that you spent over 
<laughs> the tax and shipping. And you got a clear dome on the bridge, yeah. too. You can look into the bridge. It's for the size, it's it's surprising how detailed they were able to get. Can you see little people in the bridge? No, there's no people on the bridge. Um, but it's 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 so tiny. Like you're looking through this clear dome and you're trying to look at the bridge and going, How did they get that level of detail? Well, how awesome. <laughs> I mean it's been not if they like put super tiny little people on there that Yeah, you... right? That would have been amazing. But um, yeah, I'm very happy with it. Yeah, and uh, the other one, I don't know if I've asked you this, but I'll, I'll do it now. Uh, or did you go for Tommy's uh, Back DeLorean? to the Future? Oh, yeah. It's okay. on the way. Well, sorry. It'll be out around this time next year, according to the last <laughs> email I got from them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I've got that one on the way as well. I, I, I will say I am now more tempted to do the fan home you know build it by the week that thing. can be really expensive yeah, though oh, it, yeah cuz you add it all together but that's the trick is you know they get you 39 you bucks don't at add a time. it all together yeah yeah darren uh, you get a 39 bucks a, a if month if you get all of it so i, I mentioned on the on the no, podcast before the fan home took over the yeah the license for, for the, now for now from so eagle moss uh yeah. darren just I, I told you guys before that they finally started that up darren's finally started receiving the the parts that uh he has a been lot missing of, a lot of money for half an hour and enterprise. i think yeah. he told me that like when it's all said and done with the price changes and everything it's going to be over two grand for yeah. that enterprise d yeah. what if you move in the time that they're sending you stuff you got to keep well you, you can you can manage your account online so if you need to change yeah. there you shipping go. address yeah, sure, but, the, like but, 20 years ago used to be hey get order this thing and you get it in six to eight weeks you know and people were okay with that. And we've eventually gone to a week and then a couple days. And now I can get it same day. Now we're back to get it in a year, if at all. <laughs> well, they got to produce it. When I ordered, when I when I did the Kickstarter, or this, sorry, the, uh, the uh, Hasbro Pulse, the HasLab for the Ghostbusters Proton Pack, that was a year. That was from the time they they got it fully funded till the time I got that in the uh, in the in in the mail. There it are was a, it was some, at least a year. There are some companies that do Kickstarter, and I can understand waiting a while for it because we know we can trust that they're actually going to send their stuff, like Dwarven Forge. But for the vast majority of them, they're putting their stuff out there for the first or second time. I don't trust that they're going to make it. I feel like it's going to be a uh, what's that game? Star Citizen. It's going to be one of those, <laughs> you know, and even the company that was doing the darkest dungeon board game had some problems. I oh, heard. yeah. Yeah. Those stories are being told. Uh-huh. I've I, seen a few of those. I'm done kickstarting things, man. I, when I buy something, I want it now. I'll wait a week, maybe. But that's it. Well, yeah. most put it in a box and send it to me. Most kickstarters are extra tchotchkes anyway. Because yeah. they yeah. want their sell-through, so you wait for it to come out, and then you can buy... There's going to be some version that's playable, if it's a game or something, that's going to be out there anyway. God, what was that famous uh, Kickstarter? It was like a cooler that a lot of the backers never got their cooler, but the company like ended up sending them to retail stores for sale and people were throwing a fit because they never got their Kickstarter. Oh my God. It was I don't like, know. I don't really follow uh, coolers. Uh, I'm, not, well, I'm it, not a cooler it was, nerd. <laughs> well, it was, it was a thing that popped cooler up on shop. YouTube. It was a little mini documentary about, you know, the dangers of, 
of crowdfunding, and, and that was the the example they used that this well, and then this crowdfunded a, thing that people crowdfunded and never received their items were suddenly available for retail purchase. There's and, the infamous Ken Whitman, who uh, actually had kickstarted um, the web series for Knights mm. of the Dinner Table. All right, and uh, he. It was one of many Kickstarters he did, <clears throat> and he, he actually kind of ended up Ponzi scheming his Kickstarters. He he would he would do a, a new Kickstarter to fund the old Kickstarter, <laughs> and it took uh, it took Kenzer Co. years to finally pry because uh, he. It, the funny thing is, is he actually did film the episodes. He actually did do. The uh, Knights of the Dinner Table, either episodes or movie, <clears throat> live action, uh, and they finally got it, pried it out of his hands. But it was, it was, it, and he's become infamous because it's just like the old pays off the, the new pays off the old. Yeah, Ponzi scheme. <clears throat> so. Yeah, I'm not going to fund your Kickstarter unless you're an established company with lots of Kickstarters that you've successfully done very quickly. Yeah. I don't like waiting a year for my shit. Yeah. I don't like being uncertain as to whether or not I'm going to get... If I put money out there in the world, I want it now. Yeah. Or, or you know, if or, it's you know, Brandon Sanders <laughs> writing four books and just getting a multi-million dollar Kickstarter record because he's Brandon Sanderson. Yeah. I, you know, I... It, I try to keep an eye on what company is doing the Kickstarter. Tomy is a reputable company. Right. Um, Chaosium, Cryptozoic. Uh, those, are the, those are the ones that I've... I mean, there's another one I did recently that well, those was... Are solid uh, companies. Yeah. Boom, Boom Studios did a really <laughs> yeah. elaborate uh, labyrinth uh, set. It's all like really nice hardbound oh yeah slip covers oh yeah for the, I, it's it's like the, the samples that i've seen the pictures of are incredible yeah i got my boom uh omnibuses of oh, nice. uh, of uh irredeemable incorruptible and insufferable nice and uh <laughs> yeah um sounds like barry talking about <laughs> you todd <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and they, those came out really nice. They have the nice, you know, foil edges on the Yeah, pages. the gold foil on the yeah. red for the Labyrinth books look really nice. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely shelf-worthy. Mm -hmm. Are you going to display them spine out? Of course. Yeah. And how are they going to see the foil? I don't care. <laughs> I know it's there. There's, fo there's foil it. on the spine. <laughs> okay. when, when, when he takes it out once a year and goes, ah, oh, I, I got to read this someday. Yeah. Then he'll look at the foil, touch it, and he'll put it back on the shelf. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have read Irredeemable and Incorruptible. Insufferable is the one that I haven't read yet. So, the only things I've ever kickstarted were dwar a couple Dwarven Forge things, which I was super happy with, and then I kickstarted this one VR <laughs> thing. Is uh, uh, augmented reality glasses that were you put you you print out these QR codes. <clears throat> instead of having minis for D&D, &D, and they'd be these 3D minis that move and look really good. What a piece of shit that was. <laughs> oh, my God. 
Um, and you could never tell what the mini was by the QR code because the QR code was so big. And the, the, the tiniest little thing said, this is a goblin or whatever, you know, and it didn't look good. I, I, the cardboard glasses were just cardboard that you put over your phone and you slip the phone in front of your face and and it was hot fucking garbage. Wow, that sounds like those those X-ray glasses at the back of the comic books. Yeah, yeah. The um, <clears throat> see through I'll your own you, hands. I'll tell you what I wouldn't mind if somebody wanted to kickstart like Tommy or somebody like that. Back in I want to say it's about geek shock fish jerky. No. <sighs> Back in like 2010. You'll enjoy it for hours. 2010 or 2011. <laughs> like I am now. Some company had a prototype oh, that I don't know that it ever actually went into production, but they had a prototype oh, of the of the Disney Nautilus. 20,000 oh. That was about three feet long. I vaguely remember this. And Didn't and they have it at Comic-Con or something? Yeah, it was at Comic-Con. They had it, they had it on display at Comic-Con. So yeah. Prototype pending, pending licensing. And it was amazing, and it had it had the little salon. You could look in the big big side window and look in the salon, and they had the organ over there. It had the, it was great. Was it like quantum mechanics or something like that? It, it was it one of it was one been, of those. Yeah, one of those that you're like, oh, this is a company that's definitely going to make this happen, and yeah. then it never happened. No, because Disney. Yeah, I maybe thought they were going to do it. The other companies have released models of that Nautilus, right? And they haven't been as good. No, and I, and of course they've only been like eighteen inches or two feet or something like mm-hmm. that. And this and and this was again, you know, die cast metal, that nice you know, steampunk brass finish on everything. It was gorgeous. Barry, yeah. you got up really fast. Did you just go poop yourself? Did you ever eat food so bad you need a shower? <laughs> That's what I feel like right now. Well, you ate at McDonald's. <laughs> no, fish jerky. <laughs> It's gross. I even think my water tastes like fish jerky. I can't even drink this. <laughs> wow. Got to get him a Clamato so he can just wash the taste out of his mouth. I like, what I like about Kickstarters taking a while is you forget you did them. <laughs> yeah. And then you just like a And year then you later, get that $1,000 charge on your credit card. Well, You're like, well, oh, fuck. No, because it, it, it was already purchased. Unless, unless it's like, you know, shipping. Yeah, because that happened to me with the, um, I think it was the, with the with the Back to the Future one. I was like, they had already taken out, but then I got like a separate charge for the shipping. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why am I getting charged for the shipping? Oh, they didn't include it in the original yeah, deduction. No. Yeah, they, they don't do that. So. I, I've, uh, but generally the Kickstarters I've, I've all done have all come through. So I've, I've done one. I've only done a few and so. everything I've gotten except for one. One didn't get fully funded, so they never deducted the uh, the pledge. So, mm. Kirsten, what'd you do this week? Well, I risk. Um, <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. It's really funny. <laughs> I was Man, heading- that fish jerky just keeps coming <laughs> yeah. back to visit you, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, dude, uh, it's fucking gross. Yeah, no, that's just smell your hands. Cause you put that, your hands in that fish jerky thing. Seriously, smell them. But they smell I, like fish. I, if someone I, tells I, you to smell your hands, listeners. <laughs> just don't. Don't do it. You don't have to. <laughs> You don't have to listen to it's them. Would you like, like a chocolate-covered pretzel? It's sort of like the, the, the mirror universe version of pull my finger. Smell your hands. Smell your own hands. So, <laughs> so gross. Um, it's too bad Deb had to miss this episode. Oh, no. Yeah. She can't even have jerky anyway. She can't. It's okay. a thing. <laughs> I'm not saying it for that reason. Oh, no. no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, I wow, was, this package is even a lie. You're holding a tender and delicious <laughs> bullshit. Superbly Does it say bullshit snack. right on there? No. Oh. You're holding a tender and delicious, superbly nutritious snack to satisfy your cravings. Not delicious. Not satisfying my cravings. It's bullshit. You were okay. saying, Kirsten? Um, I was, it was really funny. I was on my way to Deb and Barry's to hang out with Barty. Bartimaeus. Get him some food and then just hang and be a presence. It's really funny because if I have the time, I stay there for a while because the first hour he eats. Because <laughs> I come in and he's all, meh, 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 and he just rubs all over my legs and he rubs up against the pantry door because he wants to get fed. So I set that up, but then in the second hour, he's like digesting, so he disappears. And so it isn't until like the third hour that he'll come out and acknowledge my presence. And part of uh, why Deb asked me to do this is so I hang out with him for a little bit. So he isn't completely bug shit crazy when they come home because <laughs> he's been alone. But sometimes I can't. I can't stay for that long. And it, it's so funny because it's like we're going on to the third hour and I'm putting on my shoes and he comes out and he starts rubbing all over and getting all happy and all looking. And that's why we had to do game night at Barry's yes. house. And we did game night. Yeah. We, uh, I went over at about seven. You guys arrived about 930. We stayed until two. Yeah, yeah. Playing wow. uh for, to play Gloomhaven. Yeah, to uh, yes, play yes, Gloomhaven. We I wish I had Gloomhaven. a picture of this. Barry is sinking further and further into his chair. <laughs> his arms are getting harder and harder crossed, and he has a permanent scowl on his face. Well, he does have a permanent scowl, but... No, the scowl uh, is, the, is a fish taste in my mouth. <laughs> I was fully aware. Hell, we suggested he have a game night at our house. Yeah, yeah. Because it, it was you like, fool. if I have people over, um, maybe that'll give them a little something to interact with. And 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 it, and it worked because he actually came out. Yeah, but then who do you invite? Uh, Steve. Fine. Steve came over. That's fine. Yeah, Steve played with him with the little stick thing. Yeah, with who the else do you invite? Yeah. Uh, invite? Invite's not the word. Invite's a no. loaded term. Who else did you let into the house? <laughs> Suggest Todd. Fucking Re Torgo. Maybe. <laughs> so we had, it was really fun because uh, we uh, we played Rick and Morty deck builder. Yes. Oh, nice. Um, and yeah, I uh, shuffled those cards really good. Yeah, yeah. So we took a picture of Steve shuffling cards. And Barry, why do you have an issue with how people <laughs> shuffle cards? Oh my God, you're going to bend the cards if you do it that way. It makes me insane. There's a way to shuffle cards that you don't bend them like that. Yeah, and Steve gleefully did not shuffle them that way. Uh, and then we, I, it was really funny because I was like, Todd, what's the most expensive thing on the, on the liquor shelf? And folks... Barry and Deb have got such expensive stuff, Todd didn't even know what the <laughs> fuck was. <laughs> so no, we, you did the right thing. You grabbed the one in the wooden case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will say that that scotch was delicious. Yeah, fuck was you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so we got a picture of Steve like he's cracking open that bottle. And then we found the small personal body of uh, bodies, personal bottles. I buried all the bodies of uh, <laughs> of of a liquor. Uh, the ones where again you have to go to the Lafroig distillery. Yeah. To, yeah, and it was really funny because the one that had the Barry label on it was 
surprise, empty. empty. <laughs> and then the one that had the dead label on oh, it. Oh, you guys took your life in your own fucking hands. So, that. so if you'd have uh, dropped that, dead where you sit. So <laughs> it was really funny because the labels are just tied on. So we actually switched the we, – we held up Deb's full one like, oh, what is this? And then it took another picture where we switched the labels, and now the empty one had Deb's label on it. And we were like, yeah, that was good. And that was Todd's thumbs up, really happy drinky I gotta tell poo. You, I didn't even see that detail. <laughs> <laughs> you know, hey, So busy, Jabri. Chef's kiss. <laughs> good on you. That's, that's – uh, that's nice. I, I appreciate production value. <laughs> For the record, eat shit. But I, I appreciate the production value. So, I really do. So we actually... Did you switch it back? Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, we wouldn't want Deb to yell at you for <laughs> drinking her... Oh, no. No, dude. No, no, no. No. <laughs> I'd be safe. In fact, we didn't... We were out of cell range in the, you know, in yeah. the fucking sea... Yeah, because Todd was just like, have they responded? Have they responded? We're on the have ocean. They responded? <laughs> now, I did I, get... I, I'm put, pulling in my penis in front of the camera. <laughs> yeah. I, I got a glimmer of of cell service when we rode into, I don't know what the hell where we were, Skagway, Ketchikan, I don't know where we were. And then the first thing I see is Todd coming to my door with this picture of a creepy mask. And I'm like, you motherfucking... Cur- Look what that, Kirsten did! That wasn't Todd. That wasn't me. That was you. No, it wasn't nope. me. It was you. That wasn't me. It was you. That wasn't me. It was you. No. It was you. No. I can guarantee. I saw a picture of you. It wasn't me. It no. wasn't Todd. Then who was it? Was it you? It was Steve. With the picture of the, with the mask? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was Todd with the picture of the no. mask. No. No. He, Someone he, came to my door looking yes. a lot like him. But, well, he put the, what happened was Steve came up with the picture of the mask and some tape on it, and he taped it over your ring but the picture of the mask hung right yeah, in front. I mean, literally, like, no, touching no, the ring. No, and it was no, like... No, no, no. I and when saw t- someone... No, because I'm, what I'm saying is when Todd came afterward, the sheet of paper was over your ring. So there was no picture of Todd coming in, even. I don't know. I just... If it's something terrible, I assume it was Todd. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I think that's... Where, we're getting to the root of the pathology of uh, <laughs> this uh, this little uh, deep, problem. Deep hatred. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Todd brought quacks. Quacks of Quinlanburg. Yes. The, the that's maker. what that was. It looked complicated and yeah, interesting. It actually... It's complicated, but it's actually kind of quick to learn, and yeah. it's fun. We actually had we had enough fun that we played twice. It's a bag builder. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Although, boy, oh boy, Steve Steve showed us how a strong first round can really dominate a game. He didn't win it though. Nope. Well, the, the he tied. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I won the second one, but uh, all by myself, no tying. But we played that, and then we were like, "Well, what time? Oh God, it's like." Getting late, but uh, let's play Gloomhaven too. Yes, Todd I... brought it. Steve has got his character to level up, and, 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 and right, and that's where I got the good idea. Why don't we not play ours and play Barry's Gloomhaven? Yes, and go ahead and run with the whole card ripping thing. Yes, yeah. So, so. <laughs> that would kill you. <laughs> you. You'd just be smashed as a person. Yeah, we actually didn't play Gloomhaven because as Todd was lifting the top off of his box, he went, and I didn't bring my tablet. 
because we to make things easier for the <laughs> for the administration oh, of the game. You wrote all the stuff on a tab. We we have a app for Gloomhaven, a Gloomhaven helper, I believe, is called that uh, takes care of some of those things for you. And I didn't, and so we had no idea where we were in <laughs> See, the game. In the game we have with a couple of friends of ours from Texas. We have all the shit written and put in one of the, the boxes of the yeah. the characters. Yeah, that's not what we do. Yeah, yeah. at all. It was, and it was really funny because it was a, a sample of we do technology because it makes things easier. <sighs> yeah, no. <laughs> So, so we didn't play Gloomhaven, and that's when we broke out the Rick and Morty. And you have my solemn vow that I didn't put anything in your house. I oh, see now. Mm. No, we 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 looked around. We didn't look too hard yet, because and we're going to because we got friends staying with us. This oh, good. Weekend, so we're gonna we're gonna have to really dig oh, deep. Oh, good. Oh, that that yeah, nothing so, suspicious. Yeah, there. You got nothing to worry about. So, uh, it's so, uh, Ija Shockey and Aaronesque. Oh. You definitely have nothing to worry about. So uh, in the uh, in the Harry Potter room, do I really have something to worry about? You better. No. Oh, so no. so what have you found? <laughs> <laughs> well, I found some dance magazines in my bathroom. <laughs> and Todd's ugly head in my chair. <laughs> that was disturbing. For a half a second, I was like, ah, oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> and dude, big head. Big your your head, office looks like head, your, o- your office looks like Jeff's bedroom. Just saying, it's a fucking mess. I know it's 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 ridiculous. I gotta I gotta clean it, but it's like the dumping ground where everything goes when you don't know where else and how. Goes. Yeah, and yep. and it's really funny too because you you do that old computer person thing where you don't shut your computer down, you don't it's just close on. any windows. <laughs> I I I. I, I was like, I don't know what was up, but something was up. I like could have learned something if I had gotten really close to that screen, screen when I was putting your big head in his chair. Do <laughs> something so. boring for work. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was fun. It was fun. Barty came out. Yeah. Bartimaeus. Hung out with Barty. Billy yep. Barty, yep. Yep. Bobby Baby Bunky Bilpers, yep. Bobby Brown. Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus. <laughs> Baron Bartimaeus, Vladimir Bartimaeus, Bartimaeus Daragotheth Harkonnen. That's what I said. Billy Barty Baby Buggy Bumpers Billy, Bobby Brown. <laughs> you guys give pets dumb names. No, you give pets wow. dumb names, and we have to make fun of that. Every, I, I love going into PetSmart, and it's like, okay, here's Muffy and Rover and Bartimaeus. And, you know, it's 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 nice to He's see that our cat has a regal the, name. Just the sweetest kettle. Kettle. Pot. I also got my Planescape uh, uh, slipcase set. It looks very pretty. It's very nice. They they put out, uh, Wizards put out two versions, and the second version was a little more special because Tony Dieterlisi, the artist who basically defined the original second edition Planescape, um, uh, did a lot of the cover work and a lot of the interior art. And I, because it was beyond my my means, but I totally found somebody on eBay selling it cheaper, and I I looked it over and I looked it over Back and I a truck. I, I I dude, I don't know what, but it was cheaper than than yeah, I no could have found on Amazon or. <laughs> so I went ahead and got it, and it was really funny because it arrived with Steve's. Enterprise. Now, it's just as heavy. Now, here you go, Andy. Andy, you got me a ring camera, and it came in useful. Because I was driving to uh, see Bartimaeus, 
and I get the little ring on my phone and I'm like, oh, oh, uh, oh, is that UPS? If that's UPS, oh, because I knew the my thing was coming in and I'm like, shit, uh, uh, and I like pull over to the side of the road on Galleria and I open it up and there's a UPS guy standing at the door. So I hit talk and I'm like, hello? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got a, a package here that I need to have signed. And I'm like, oh, uh, well, um, I give me a second here. I'm, I'll get somebody to get to the door. And he's like, are you Steve? I'm like, no, I'm not. He's the one that's got a sign. It's the package for, and I'm like, oh, well, tell you what, hang on a second. And I'll, I'll see if I can get a hold of someone. He's like, because I'm not home. And he's like, well, is anybody home? And I saw Steve's car in the is background. Is it the teenager from The Simpsons? <laughs> no, this guy was, I, I, it was oh, weird. Oh, Sounds like it. Like he was a little weirded out by talking the ring. But he, he, he was just like, okay. So I closed that and I call Steve. And fortunately, <laughs> in a random coincidental occurrence, uh, Steve actually picked up. Yes, <laughs> you're I, terrible on phones. I was uh, I was playing uh, Civ Five, and so I had set a timer on my phone, and so it was sitting right there. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve answers. He's like, "Uh, yeah." And I'm like, "Steve, UPS is at the door." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And so I hang up there. Hold on a second. I swear to God, I'm like invested in this story. Does this end with you got your mail? Yeah. yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Enterprise. And the, and what the... a yarn you spin, sir. <laughs> that's... Oh, a tale for the ages. That's that's almost as interesting. Jesus Christ. How's the parking? <laughs> uh, it's okay. We have, you know. That's almost as interesting as my story for signing for the package, because I was yeah. at work when, oh, it, yeah, no, when it arrived. Not... Oh. Uh, so Darren didn't have anywhere Are to be. So I said, it's supposed to be delivered by 7 p.m. And he's like, oh, I'm going to be here till 7, so no big deal. So he's doing errands around the house and at 10 minutes to 7 decides he's going to start vacuuming. He does not hear the doorbell. He stops vacuuming and is like, why do I hear somebody at the door? <laughs> Jeff's package. He goes running out. The guy was loading it back onto the truck. And he goes, no, no, no. I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. Package shock. Zero. I almost, I almost didn't get it because the guy's like, oh, it's too late. I got to put it back on the truck because I've already going. scanned it's it back out. Going. So now only is, is it a I got a package story. It's now an almost Andy story. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow, Darren convinced him to take it back off the truck. So uh, Darren can be very convinced. I guess so. So, yeah, that's the only reason I have my Enterprise right yeah. now. Darren, Darren just went, did you ever go to the Star Trek The Experience? The guy said, I thought you looked familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, you're, you're probably right. <laughs> yeah. Are are you Jeffrey Gunn? No, he's my friend. Oh, you're the famous bartender. <laughs> Jeffrey Gunter must be your friend. Steve, what'd you do this week? And please, <laughs> please be something. Please. <laughs> so, finished uh, finished Ghosts, uh, at least the second season, which ended on a cliffhanger. And thanks to the which, strike. Which version? Uh, the American version. Oh, okay. But because of the strike and because you know they won't have their third season uh, up until 2024, right? they are importing the British version uh, to show are they really? on CBS starting in November. Oh. Huh. 
Um, we got so, our picture taken with Rose McIver. That's right. She's so good in that. She's very good. Yeah. She's good in iZombie. What's Ghosts? Ghosts is TV show that was originally done in Britain, and much like The Office, they did an American version with Rose McIver as the star. Oh, okay. And uh, and it's basically about uh, this woman inherits a, inherits a giant mansion uh, that is haunted, and uh, and she and her husband, who's a chef, decide they're going to turn it into a and b And and zany antics ensue when one of the when the ghosts go no we can't have people in here and so one of them knocks a vase off the off the shelf and she trips on it falls on the stairs bumps her head and now she can see the ghosts and so yeah and the husband still can't and the the ghosts transcend time there's there's like a an american indian a viking there's, there's a viking and then there's you know revolutionary war general and um scout leader with an arrow through his neck <laughs> and, and a few other people throughout that time and High, i hijinks and shoot shit happens oh dude, yeah the hijinks i i one of the reasons i love that steve loves this series because <laughs> i watch it with him i'll also hear him watching it while i'm working so many of those stories the plot rests on the ghosts revealing a secret they didn't tell the other ghosts. <laughs> it's oh. like every single. It's like you know the American Indian will like turn to the Revolutionary War here, and he's like, "Well, um, I was there the night you died, and I never told you this, but <laughs> uh, yeah, I was there the night you died, and I never told you this, but <laughs> and it's like it's one of the things Steve hates most." in the world and you're still watching it and oh yeah he is eating it up oh well okay i was thinking about this because kirsten brought this up when i when i talked about that being oh no it's ended on a cliffhanger yikes and he brought this up and i was like okay why doesn't it bother me so much on this show when it bothers the shit out of me on the cw superhero shows and i think it's because this is a comedy and it's and it's already ridiculous uh, whereas if you're using it as a plot point to enhance the drama, then it's totally sucks. That would that that totally makes sense. Yeah, yeah. But it, I still just think yeah. it's utterly delightful. Because, <laughs> dude, every time I'm sitting and I'm typing away, but I don't know some fucking convention center in 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 Poughkeepsie or something, and then I hear this. Well, uh, I never told you this, but uh, when I was. Uh, at, at your death several hundred years ago I saw and <laughs> <they> just, <laughs> oh my god and one of them got super complicated because someone one person had been murdered and another person totally knew who the murderer was and everything and didn't reveal it for oh god. didn't reveal it for one reason and then didn't reveal it for another reason as time went on <laughs> So, yeah, it was funny. Uh, I finished up The Haunter in the Dark, the fourth of the Lovecraft investigations. So I, I talked about it last week, and the reason I'm bringing it, it up again this week is because the author, Julian Simpson, who's written a bunch of stuff for BBC uh, Radio, um, he does this just great job of interpolating these fictional events with stuff that actually happened in real life. 
like this particular one talks about the fascist movement in England during the 30s and how and how Alistair Crowley was involved in that and then brings up the rumor that Crowley may have actually been an undercover operative for MI6 and I was like is that real looked it up it's like well shit yeah that's that's a real thing and so wait it's real that he might have been or he real that he was that he might have been okay the rumor the rumor that he was uh, working for MI6 is an actual it's a true rumor that's great yeah and uh, and so and and so and it was just delightful and so much so that I that much like a, a year ago I went down the Mike Flanagan uh, rabbit hole <laughs> and just tried to find every Mike Flanagan movie and TV show and, and watch them I am now I have now done the same thing with its Julian Simpson tried to trying to find all the other radio shows which i had again done when the lovecraft investigations was originally on a couple of years ago it's like what else has this guy done his latest thing latest being you know a couple of years old at this point is a show called who is aldrich aldrich kemp which is sort of and it's much more of a traditional radio drama except that the female lead talks to the audience you know so I don't even breaks the fourth ear. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> and talks to the audience. And it's a it's a modern day old school spy thing, like like the Avengers, the real ones with John Steed and Emma Peel, not the spandex wearing bunch. How dare you? I know the Patrick McNeese stuff. Yes, and so it's wacky and kooky, and and yet it's also a compelling story. Um. And I'll talk about another aspect of that if we do a if we do a aftershock. Finished Citadel of the Fallen. Our J.R. Conkle. Uh, yeah, J.R. Conkle. J.R. You are a really good writer, and you have great characters, and the situation in the world building is really good. It's just not my cup of tea, eh. and and so. And so I bring this up a lot, you know, because I said, you know, because Kay was like, well, what is it that's it's just not the milieu is just not my cup of tea in it. And this is the thing I bring up in my class all the time. We talk about criticism that 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 there are two questions you have to ask yourself when you're you know, going to critique something is what I'm watching, what I'm reading, what I'm listening to. Is this any good based on, you know, conventional wisdom of what is quality and what is not? And then the second question is, do I like it? And sometimes they go together and sometimes they don't. And the two examples I give are, I will concede that The Godfather is one of the all-time great American movies ever produced. It is well-written, well-acted, the cinematography is great, score is fantastic, the characters are compelling and well-drawn and multidimensional, the whole thing. Just not on my list of all-time favorites. So mm. you're saying Citadel of the Fallen is like The Godfather. I mean, it could be for yeah, people who... For, yeah, for people... I mean, I, again, I wish Deb was here because she's apparently read... All, All of, of them. Yeah. Um, She's been very loyal on that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. So, so JR, awesome. I I might keep reading, but I've moved on to other things. <laughs> I'm like that with Citizen Kane. I know it's good, but for me, it's Nortown. Okay. Yeah. Wow. 
Yeah, yeah. Godfather. I love that. I was going to say, that's two yeah. films that I really like a lot. <laughs> I'm just what? like, I, I, I get it that it's not your thing, but, but, yeah. but yeah. wow. Yeah, you know what? I feel the same about Big Lebowski. Fantastic film. Not my thing. Oh, I can't yeah. stand Big Lebowski. Oh, well, then you're just godless. God Big Lebowski is growing on me, and I don't know if it's just because I'm older now, watching it again. Like, because I remember when I when it first came out, I was just like, "Why is everybody love this film so much? It's so yeah. it's so cringy." And then watching it as you know a much older person, going, "Oh, okay, I kind of yeah. get some yeah, of this stuff that's now." That's my life. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then two more things, and then I'm done. Um, the AMC Plus stuff that's on Max is going to be going away at the end of the month. So I was like, okay, well, I better jump on board. I've heard good things about the Interview with the Vampire stuff. And it's good. Really leans into into the homoerotic aspects, but it's always been there. You know, so people are like, oh, it's all gay and stuff now. It's like, it's Interview with the Vampire. It's always been a little Did bit you ever read the books? Yeah, exactly. So um, it's really I'm, good. I'm going to guess they and didn't. By turning Louis into a black man in that time, really adding a nice other dimension to it as well. Um, and then, uh, and so, yeah, so I'm about halfway through that. The other one I want to try to get to before it leaves is, uh, and you guys who are fans of Ms. Daddario will appreciate this, uh, the Mayfair Witches is also oh, okay. on that. Um, but then the last thing we did last night. Uh-oh. In our in our quest to you know hit as much horror stuff in October, I've never seen burnt offerings. I've never seen burnt. Offerings. I've never seen burnt. Me either. Okay, cool. Um, it's 1976. Uh, Oliver Reed, Karen Black, Burgess Meredith, wow. Eileen Heckert, Betty Davis. <laughs> yeah, it's an all-star cast. Directed by uh, Dan Curtis of Dark Shadows fame. Um. Hmm. It was like a cable horror staple when I was a kid, and that's how I saw it when I was a kid. I'd seen it a long time, and it was one of those movies that totally freaked me out because haunted ha haunted house possession things really just scared the bejesus out of me. So I hadn't. It actually rattled me so much I hadn't watched it since I was a kid in the seventies, uh, and uh, my mom was a big Oliver Reed fan, so it was something we saw a couple times. So it was the first time I'd watched it since then when uh, Steve uh, spun it up. Yeah, um, I it came up because uh, one of the you know buried treasures on Netflix YouTube guys brought it up and i was like oh yeah burnt offerings i haven't seen that i've never seen that and i've always heard about it hmm uh oh yeah it's very much a product of the 70s mm. um talky 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 yeah and, take long time to to get to point yeah and they act and they used an actual location so the limitations of the lighting equipment they were able to use at that time. Very TV movie-ish. Oh, well, yeah. Very, very TV movie-ish. 70s TV movie-ish. Yeah. Um, you know, just they, they couldn't, you know, it looks like they basically had room to set up one light <laughs> <laughs> in the room. And open the windows, open the curtains. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, oof. So, so production value wise, I mean, the house is gorgeous, but other than that, it, yeah, it definitely shows its budget and, and then this is one of Steve's peeves. Uh, 
Oh. <laughs> we need the theme music. Where's the soapbox? Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Hang on. And this goes to why I don't like the movie version of The Shining uh, all that much. If you're going to have a character, if you're going to have a happy, happy family, you know, that slowly but surely weird shit starts to happen and one of them ends up going nuts, you have to be real careful about how you cast that happy family at the beginning. And one of the reasons I don't like The Shining is Jack Nicholson looks like he's going to wipe out his family with an axe from the word go. <laughs> yeah, and Shelley Duvall just got a weird look about her. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's okay. This one, it's like it's like okay, you've you've cast this sort of all American family, but you got Oliver Reed in there. Oliver Reed, the master Reed. of the whispered, of acting. the whispered, indeed, he whispers so well and so loudly and distinctly, indeed. The diction is quite And it, it's really funny because one of the things I did like is, as Steve pointed out, it's a, it's a happy family, you know, nowadays. Like, color out of space, you know, this teen's dysfunctional, this teen's got this up their ass, whatever. It's like this family, the, 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 um, Betty Davis is the, the old auntie, and, and everyone gets along, everyone loves each other, it's all cool, and you see that all start to disintegrate as the house begins to have its effect. And it's like, yes! Yes, because you know what? That's the compelling story. Yeah. Who cares about the dysfunctional family yeah, that I continues hope... to be dysfunctional? <laughs> yeah. And, and but just, you know, but again, it's it throws everything a little askew. And, and I, see what, I see what you're saying, Z, because Oliver Reed it is, he always was always on the edge. <laughs> have they ever yeah. redone this film? Because if you did it with a modern uh, cast they would intentionally make everyone a piece of shit. Yeah, exactly. And it's and it's just like God, that's why I like the like, new Hellraiser. The the protagonists were shit. They're shitty people. Yeah. Well, see, and I'm just I'm just tired Relatable. of that. Yeah. Because because it's like, oh look, this dysfunctional family gets even more dysfunctional as weird shit happens. Yeah. It'd be nice to see. How about a story about a family that works? Sure. Well, that's kind of what Poltergeist is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and, and and that was made when? 84. There you go. Yeah. And so that's what I was so as I were watching this and it and it is pretty good and it does it does get creepy and and the slow burn of okay, is it Oliver Reed that's getting creepy or is it Karen Black that's getting creepy is is really kind of nice and then is is okay. So the house is getting more and more alive. Are they getting more and more dead? Like, it really does kind of keep you guessing as to what's yeah. actually going on. It actually, it was funny because it was written by Dan Curtis and someone else. Uh, William F. Nolan of uh, Nolan, Logan's yes. Run yes. fame. Uh, and, but it had a very Richard Matheson feel to it, actually. You're yeah. just throwing these names out that I don't know. <laughs> well, look them up. Um, <laughs> your moment. Yeah, you call your, you should have gone to film school, Perry. Call yourself a nerd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, um, and so, I was, so I, as I was watching it, I was like, okay, so if, if we were going to remake this today, then who would I cast as the dad? Because it's always the dads that get the well-known actor that you're just like, but the guys are already off. I think I'd go with somebody like Patrick Wilson. Somebody as but, vanilla yeah. as you could possibly Which they get. did in uh, Insidious. Yeah. yeah. He's the vanilla dad in Insidious. Yeah. You know? 
I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could, if you if you get him to rein it in a bit, Chris Pratt, because mm-hmm. he could be nice and vanilla. Yeah. It's it it's really funny because it's like, well, who do we get who's who's known for playing crazy? And it's like, don't do that. Yeah, don't <laughs> cast, cast, cast your vanilla and get him to go crazy. Yeah, burn offering starring Andy Dick. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly, right? Or you know, color out of space. Although I think Nick Cage did did a pretty good job in color out of space. It was still. That whole everything oh, oh. is fucked. We're Everybody's we're dysfunctional. We're for him to go nuts. Yeah, and it's like Cage. yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and so you know, get those get those vanilla. No, I just realized that's why I watch Nick Cage films. I'm waiting for him to lose his mind. Sure, yeah, <laughs> exactly. You know, it really funny. Uh, I think one of the reasons. I think one of the reasons why Breaking Bad. Like was such a was such a smash and made such an impression is because it was the Malcolm in the Middle dad. Yeah. I, I think Cranston was so established as that vanilla nebbish dad that that was perfect yep. for this progression into, you know, what he became. Yeah, exactly. That's a perfect example. Yeah. And uh, Steve uh, introduced me to Oculus going on a, oh. a, a, uh, yeah. a Mike Flanagan uh, <laughs> uh, run. That, so. Right. In which... Uh, in which uh, Dick Grayson and Amy Pond have uh, mother issues with Starbucks. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it it had some creepy moments. It, it's kind of funny too because the the basis of the story kind of kind of night gallery ish. Yeah, actually, although it's a full blown movie with you know violence. So, hey, but yeah, yep, 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 yep. If there's anything else I did, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> Have you guys been watching uh, Gen V? No. no. I got to I, I got to finish off the boys. I'm behind on the boys. Never mind Gen V. Gen V is like the boys just amped up a bit. Uh-huh. It is gross as fuck. Right, cuz Gen V I think is supposed to be they're like the the, like the kid. They're the, the X-Men version. Mm-hmm. The the Xavier school. It's it's in the comics, there's like teenage kicks or, or some shit like that, yeah. and yeah. it's not that. It's not that at all. This is something totally new. Oh, really? in which case, I was like, uh, they're making new shit just to capitalize on it, the same way they did Fear the Walking Dead and all mm-hmm. the other crap. So I gave it a shot. Mm-hmm. No, it's really good. All right, that, really that was what I was afraid. I was going to be just another like, oh god. Oh no, a- I'm a boys diehard, dude. I love the boys. Yeah, yeah. So I, I came into it like, why the fuck did they have to do this? It's just, just milking this cash cap. Right. Oh, I really enjoy it. That's cool. Yeah. I've been hearing good things about it, but I got to catch up on the boys because I, I mean, oh. I haven't even seen Soldier Boy yet. So it's like, Jesus. I know that I'm way behind. You're way behind. Yeah. Yeah. You technically don't you haven't even have seen to. Hero Gasm. Jesus. Yeah, no, no, no. You no, don't. No. You don't. You don't have to catch up with the boys to to enjoy Gen V. Sure, I'd like to though. I'm just just because I'm behind. Yeah, you really thing. need and to see the no rest reason. of that season. It's not like I got turned off or anything. I just fell out of doing it, and I haven't. Squirrel. <laughs> and and a lot of it right now is is it's October, so. I'm twisting Steve's arm. And yeah, no, dude, it, it, it's gross as fuck. This girl horror. blows up this guy's dick. It's terrible. It's great. Oh, yeah. Well, that sounds so, like sounds a, like a very boys. movie, right? Yeah, there. Sounds like the boys. Yeah. <laughs> Penny Arcade actually did a, a comic on that scene too, because they're like, it's like, so we spent all this time making this CG dick, and now we have to actually blow it up. It's like Chekhov's dick. <laughs> <laughs> they said Microholic said something funny. I think he said that the. Uh, uh, the animators really need to get hazard pay. 
because right. that yes. show, Jesus. Oh, that's like, yeah, that's like Left for Dead, where they had an actual murder book of actual dismembered and, oh, Jesus. and, and ripped up people and stuff. And they it actually got so damn depressing and, and psychologically affected them so hard, they got rid of the book. <laughs> halfway through their design and production because they just couldn't hack it anymore. <laughs> nice. Makes sense. Uh, my wife made my dreams come true this week. <gasps> I, I own a poltergeist clown now. I Yay! saw that. Yeah, that's and I'm so glad you got that out quick because I was coming up with things in my head that's to why, say. Yeah, that's why I knew I had to move yeah. fast on that sentence. Mm. But uh, yeah, she actually found one. She was your Hall & Oates for this week. Uh, right, and what, what really <laughs> really wow. blows my mind is she she found it on Timu. What? <laughs> what? Oh, the fuck? You gotta be fucking kidding of me. Of all goddamn places. And it's pretty good. It's about a half-size replica, because the original's pretty damn big. Yeah. And But it's still pretty decent size. Mm -hmm. But uh, the, the face is pretty spot on. Of course, it has some, some sewing things here and there. That's not quite right, but... Damn, it's impressive, and I never thought I'd own a Poltergeist clown, but now I do, and I move it around the house whenever she leaves the room. And no, you guys great. don't understand. He's wanted that thing since I've known him, and I've known him over 30 years. So it's, It blows my mind that I have one, and I'm on cloud friggin' nine. Can you hide an Anoyatron in it? Maybe. Yeah, of course you can. Those things are small. You think she'd get creeped out? Nah. Damn. Nah, she's... Yeah, she's tougher She's than that. used to his bullshit by now. <laughs> <laughs> but she's also taking it on herself, too. She also hides it around the house when I'm not looking. So, uh, so, oh, that's I, fun. so I woke up today. It was in the bathroom. It was great. It's great. But it's, uh, but yeah, surprisingly accurate. I'm, I'm so impressed. And I think she spent $17 on it. Holy what? crap. <laughs> it's, it's impressive really, looking. It's, I saw a picture. It blows my mind. Blows that my, is pretty cool. I post some pictures up on the Kofi, but uh, God, Timu had some like D and D terrain. I was tempted to just get it, just to I, see. Oh no, no, Timu, buyer, fucking beware, really. Yeah, yeah. and even with that clown, because she was scared, because like some people are getting good ones, some people are getting jacked up ones. I didn't oh. know what I was, was going to receive. Thankfully, okay. we got a good one. Well, have you ever shopped on AliExpress? No. Okay, I have. That's where I got those stupid masks for the prank that went awry. And occasionally, <laughs> you can get some good stuff out of China. Oh, T sure. Timu is, is the new AliExpress, basically. Uh, I know a lot of people that shopped on AliExpress several years and ago. I'm and I'm sure you can like, find Why something. would you take that risk? You can so, shop on Alibaba, too, and yeah. get some good stuff if you want to buy shit in bulk. So, are we, so is Timu the new Wish? Pretty much. Yeah, or kind of. It, or is it a little bit better than Wish? Ah, uh, that's a good question. Don't know. I, I do. I recommend it. No, we've received all <laughs> sorts of just broken and lost and and items we've ne we never seen, and they had to reship. And, and Timo has been a goddamn mess, except for bringing joy to Barry. Except, well, yes. Somehow, all the things somehow right. that went off without a hitch. <laughs> yeah, but didn't you say like half the shit you got was broken, Barry? No, it was, like, cheap, and I didn't understand what the hell it even was. You bring it, it in. I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> if I bring it in, you you're, can you're, you're carrying it out in your ass. Because <laughs> that's nah, where it belongs. It'll just get left here at Kirsten's, and Kirsten will be like, God damn it. I don't, I don't How do you guys dump your shit at my place? I don't want to do that to Kirsten's. Until the next time I watch Bartimaeus. <laughs> ah. <laughs> 
<laughs> When's that coming out of time the shipment just right? Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I, dude, stuffed cat with big balls. We got <laughs> that's got to happen. <laughs> Bartimaeus needs a friend. You know, Andy <laughs> left a bunch of board games in my house, and now they're in the garage. I'm going to have a space dedicated in my garage for shit I don't want. <laughs> I'm going to put up shelves for the shit I don't want. You're and make a shit I don't want museum? Yes. Okay. I'll charge you a dollar. <laughs> and this week, I also kicked cable to the curve. I'm officially a cord cutter. I have an internet and subscription services, and that is That all. would be impressive if it didn't somehow cost more to get all the subscription services. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Well, well, Don't the, get me started on well, that. Well, here's the thing, though. When you think about that, I'm getting cable and the subscription services. I don't need both. So... Well, part of the only reason I kept cable when I did was because I was getting free subscriptions to some of these, uh, some of these streaming services. Now that two of those have gone away i think i may have to do the same but i have like another year left on this well this well i saw i re-signed i, I signed a a two-year price freeze okay to keep my cost low because they actually dropped my bill by 100 bucks sure. but i had to sign for for two years so i'm like oh okay that's fine because at the time i was getting max and i was getting peacock and uh uh, sure. I'm forgetting the third one right but now, but but now Peacock's gone and this other one is gone. All I have left is Max, so I'm sitting here going, okay. So now I've had to go around and decide if I want to pay for the you know streaming services that I had like Peacock and and, and, and just like I don't want to keep going through that kind of decision making. And I don't keep streaming services if I'm not using them. If I'm like, well, I'm not watching Peacock anymore, I'll get rid of it until I need it again. Yeah. Not to mention my new TV uh, has one of those next-gen TV tuners, so uh, I plugged in an antenna and it works great. So I can watch there's something like 50 or 60 local channels now in digital that I can pick up. Nice. And I'm sitting there going, "Oh, so I can watch you know, live sports, football, you know, Saturday night live, what whatever the fuck." is that I watch wow. online. It just, I can't record it. Yeah, my TV has that shit, but I've never actually used it. Because we only... I just, just recently just used it. through Xbox. I, uh, I just, well, Todd, Jeff, welcome to the 21st century. Yay! I know. <laughs> it's funny, because we, we predicted this might happen, too. In fact, Matt was just like, at some point you're going to sign up for all these streaming services, it's going to be more than cable. And... I, he's see, absolutely not, right. He was absolutely right. I'm not finding that. I no, mean, I've got a shitload. I've got I've got Amazon Prime. I got mm -hmm. Disney. I got Netflix. I got pretty much everything. And the, I mean, the total is probably close to a hundred. But I mean, how much is cable? I mean, you do save. I will say this: if you sign up for the full year with the streaming services you save a ton of money yeah. a lot of people sign up for the monthly which is way more expensive a lot of them don't offer you um, anymore and the problem is it's not apples to apples you aren't yeah, getting exactly. the same content i'm not yeah. getting prime i'm not getting hulu i'm not getting this that and the other thing you know what i'm getting at a cable i'm getting fucking univision i'm right. getting sports i don't want to see right the ocho and what kills me is yeah, i'm paying for there. the stuff that i want to see with the exception of fucking espn the hallmark channel still comes with the hulu disney package you don't get just the oh. double now you don't have to get the trio anymore I, yeah i just saw that so i gotta figure out do i do i cancel my bundle and then re-up with the duo only? And that, yes that, that, okay. that kills me as well because country music channel 
So I I signed up uh, for another year of Disney Plus right before it expired because they gave me a discount. So I got another year for like seventy bucks. <laughs> yeah. That's um, awesome. When the renewal comes out, it's already told me that the renewal is going to be at like at one hundred and twenty dollars. So that's a that's a fifty dollar price, but fifty dollar a year price hike. Yeah, ten bucks a month. I, I yes, I know, but I'm still it's <laughs> it's just aggravating. Well, actually, that it's jumping up that much. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I you know Jeff, you brought that new Chromecast in mm-hmm. uh, to put in, and I haven't put it in yet because actually it's like Steve now has more streaming going on than me, mm-hmm. so it would be logical to tie it to well, his just, phone. I was gonna say have him sign in on his account. And... Yeah, but don't don't I need his phone? No. Will it? Will it? Well, you just have to have him sign in initially, yep. and then it it's going to load all of those in. So then I can. And operate. since he's living here, it's not going well, like, no, to. Well, no, but if he's like not here, yeah, you don't. And I want to watch something. Yeah, does his phone doesn't have to be present? It's not like the old Chromecast where it literally yeah. streams. That's what I do. It starts right the streaming from your phone, but yes. then it goes. This is like. It's just like a separate phone. Yes. All the apps are on the actual Chromecast. You have the remote and you okay. can open them. Then uh, we really do It's need a streaming to do dongle. Cause, uh, <laughs> but uh, we got to, um, yeah. Well, as you get older, sh- streaming dongle just. Well, it's, it's it's like a smart TV in a tiny little sure. dongle. I mean, it's, it's everything. It's so, literally, it's smartphone guts. It's so the same chip, storage, et cetera. It's here's just, my chilling challenge. Mm-hmm. You cannot get the Apple TV Plus app for Android. Yeah, you can. I have looked. You cannot. Uh-oh. I have it on my Chrome. I have it on oh, my shit. Chromecast. Oh, I have it on my TV at home. I, I just I just put mine Google in on my Google TV today. Yeah. This works fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Darren signed oh, in with folks, his account. You're, you're so missing I've, great side eyes from Barry. I've, I've watched <laughs> I, I watched Silo on on my TV. Oh, in, oh, in glorious hang on. 4K. Hold on, wait a amazing. minute. Hang, right. on. Hang, 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 hang on, hold on. All right, hold on. Steve's opening his phone. No, folks. stop him. Stop him. <laughs> hold it. He's he's trying to. <laughs> that is. A... <laughs> Yay! If Steve does this, though, I'll be able to watch Foundation finally. Yeah. Which I heard wasn't that great. Oh, it's yeah. it's actually pretty good. It's a completely different story than what's in the books, but it's still a pretty good story. Okay. Oh, like Rings of Power. I had no problem with Rings of Power. It was fun. All right. <laughs> they made Gil Galad stupid. I have nothing for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve is looking at his phone, shrugging his shoulders, yes, he's throwing his hand, his hand up, up in the like, air. What? What? Steve, I will just tell you, it may not be available on your phone, but it is available on well, Google that's TV. That's where I stream from is my phone. <laughs> well... But if you sign in on the Chromecast that I gave Kirsten, not you have access to it. Google TV, you can stream all your streaming I guess, programs. I guess yes. we'll have well, to do I'm that. Well, I'm 65, Steve. so coming up with a good stream is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm saying streaming dongle. <laughs> so, what is your favorite old timey candy? Write to us comments at geekshockpodcast.com. <laughs> literally do no news. No. Nothing. <laughs> wow there was no time for a show yeah wow. <laughs> holy mackerel it was a show of tangents that's okay we, i mean we still talked about shit 
Yeah. So it, here's it's, the news: it's, fish jerky is terrible. Now, <laughs> now for our non-Kofi members, you get a sampling of what what aftershock is like. Yeah, this was a big aftershock. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And hey, if you like this, join us on Kofi. You can get this uh, just about every other week. <laughs> <laughs> And now we're going to record an Aftershock, which might just be an actual show. Who the fuck knows yeah, anymore? Yeah, let's do the news on Aftershock. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if anyone's relying on us for the news, oh boy. Hey, I'll save uh, my my opinions of uh, Killers of the Flower Moon for Aftershock. Uh, there we go. Oh, uh, shit. So, Kofi so. members, you have that to look forward to. And, and frankly after he, telling him to shut up in the, before we started the show because I wanted to save him for the show, yeah. it might just be worth it. Yeah, I didn't get to it. So. <laughs> and I want to thank our Tier 2 members, Mike M., Mama Ninja Scoop, Heidi Johnson, David Hydebreyer, Scoopy, Scoop Bucky, not Scoopy Bucky, Aaron Esquire, Mr. Scoop, Scoop, 2 is 1, Leon Mitt, and Scoopy Ramon, and our Tier 4 members, Deb T., David Farrar, J.R. Conkle, Tier 5 members, Jeff Harris, Aussie Matt, Mad Martron, Glumley, and Atomic Gumby, and a special thank you to our theme song creator, that's Sam Heffernan, the song's called The Burning Light, you can find it on Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Twitch, and of course you, dear listener, for putting up with this bullshit <laughs> and until next week i am master torgo 80s jeff commander k vlarg with professor biggs and we'll talk to you next week in geek now once we get deb finally i'm not out not working <laughs> uh, how, how did we get will that fired? ever happen <laughs> she's a bit of a workaholic she yeah. was supposed to be off work today but they dragged her back in right and i had i had the the king's dilemma just ready oh, to go it's so bad so bad oh well in that case i'm glad i'm sorry I, I just wasn't ready for it today you're you were ready for it last time yeah i'm i'm i'll, I'll be ready for it next time <laughs> I'll so, be there. So when Kay's ready for it, we'll we'll have it for you. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> He's got to be in the right mood. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, uh, a little little candlelight. Yeah. Little wine. Yep. Yep. A little. Oh, Professor Biggs. Little Barry Manilow <laughs> on the on the Spotify. Little Barry Mandela in the forever war <laughs> <laughs> call that okay <laughs> aren't they supposed to be funny